Oh, that's what you thought? Ugh. Hello? Like, do you realize you're interrupting an episode of Organized Chaos? What's up, everybody out there in podcast land? This is Lachezy Goddess with Organized Chaos. Thank you guys for joining me for yet another episode. And I'm super, super excited because I have so much to cover um, this time around. We're going to get political, which is a new segment where I'll discuss some of the polls that I put on my Instagram these past weeks, the results of those polls, and a lot of people's explanations as to why they voted the way that they did. I'll speak my piece on retrograde and the Nicki Minaj, Travis Scott drama. We'll have a suspiration and then we'll wrap things up with words of wellness. So to get right into it, the polls. Now I posted two questions um, these past couple weeks and they were in regards to dating. So the first question was, does sex on the first date blur the lines? And I just want to say that when I'm talking about dating or anything involving sex, I mean that in your adulthood, not in high school. Because child, at 22, 23, these boys don't even be developed all the way. So I know good and well at 17, 18, they're not worth it. So I just want to throw that out there for any of my chaotics who are listening, who are, you know, still in high school, figuring it out. You're doing just that, still figuring it out, all right? I don't know about a lot of people, but dating, like, in our day and age is different than it was. It's not traditional. Sometimes you could be dating one person. Sometimes you could be dating multiple people. It just really depends on how you define dating. But the first date, meaning your first time hanging out with this person, going on an kind of intimate setting most times or some people like to do like fun activities on first dates but traditionally it's more of an intimate setting but does that lead to sex and does that sex lead to a complicated situation with that person so on the poll it was a 50 50 um which I was truly truly surprised because a lot of people participated and it was 50 50 meaning 50 pe- 50% of the people felt like, yeah, sex on the first date just makes it seem like it's too easy, there was no effort, or the other 50% who thought it just had no effect on, you know, how things would progress from there. So, before I say what I think, in my opinion, some of the responses that I got back were just like, you know, if you have sex on the first date, it could lead to problems. Because people can really confuse good or bad sex with the actual vibe and the actual connection with that person. A lot of times, you know, when things don't go as good as you planned, it's just like, oh, you kind of want to throw the whole person away. Uh, Another person said, anytime sex is done too early, it starts a ticking time bomb. Hmm. That can be true, too. I mean, it's just like, after that, what more can you offer me? Another one said, it was blinded by lust. We couldn't figure out if we really liked each other or if it was just the sex. So 
that's kind of like the very first um, response where it's essentially blurs the lines after that. You don't really know where things are going, how things can progress, or where to go from there. Um, a lot of people say they had sex on the first date and they had some pretty good relationships. One person said they ended up dating that person for three years. Another person ended up dating them for a year and a half. So I think it really just depends on that connection with that person. Um, if you're truly, truly interested in that person, there's not much that can deter you from wanting to get to know them or wanting to keep things going with them. Um, it also depends on how the person feels about sex and what their experience is with sex. Some people take it very, very seriously. I know I believe in soul ties and I believe in people who are dealing with spirits or just all types of things. I believe that those type of things can jump off on you when you're extremely intimate with that person and you don't want to take that chance, especially if you don't know them that well and seeing as... The question says on the first date, you don't know that person. You don't know everything about them. You don't know what they're facing. Um, you don't know if they're being completely honest with you. And nine times out of ten, most people aren't going to be an open book on the first date. So you're not going to know that he's suffering from this or she's suffering from that. Not even speaking on a STD level or just like a disease level. More so of like a spiritual level. You don't know what type of demons they're facing or what type of challenges or generational curses or, or like I said, soul ties. You have to be very, very careful and cautious of things like that because it can definitely jump off on you regardless of, you know, what type of protection you use. It's just you don't know everything about that person on the very first date. You just don't. Um, I know my mother always taught me that when you go on a first date and... Real quick, it's a little bit of tea of the day with Lachey. We're just going to put it into the political because it applies. And as you guys know, tea of the day with Lachey is where I give or where I recant a story from my past or just something that happened to me that just really opened up things for me, opened up my eyes to other things. So a quick tea of the day with Lachey. So I remember when I was like first going to college and I had met this guy um, at Universal Studios and I just fell in love with him at the short period of time that we met each other I'm um, not to say that we were going to have sex I do want to say that right now like I'm not telling this story to say that sex with the, was the end game or anything like that but anyways so I met this guy at grad bash actually when I was in high school and he told me he was going to go to school in the Atlanta area and I was like OMG I'm going to school in the Atlanta area when I come to visit you know, we should definitely hang out. I ended up um, coming to Atlanta to try out for one of the dance teams. Um, spoiler alert, I didn't make it. <laughs> but anyway, so I came to try out. And during that time, I stayed with a friend. So I'm telling her, I'm like, yes, you know, I am going to try out. But I'm also trying to set up, you know, a date with the guy who I met at Grab Bash, he wants to take me out. So I give her a heads up that that's where I'm going. So she's older and she wanted to give my mom a heads up as well. Like, hey, she's going out with this guy just to let you know. My mom was like, oh, no, you're not. I'm like, mom, it's fine. You know, I'm 18. It's fine. So I go out with the guy. We go to the movies and 
my mom is blowing my phone up, baby. Like, back to back to back to back to back. So then I finally answer. I'm like, Mom, like, I'm in the movies. She's like, go home right now. I'm like, Mom, everything is fine. I know this guy. We met at Grab Bash. Like, seriously. And she's like, go home right now. I'm going to call 911 and tell them that you've been kidnapped in the Atlanta area. And they'll put out an Amber Alert. And I was just so mad. So I'm telling the guy, I'm like, hey, I'm really sorry, but I got to go. So we're in the car on the way back and he starts to get a little handsy. So I'm like, hey, what you doing? And so, and it's not in like a bad, bad way, like a, you know, definitely in a way of, boy, all you did was take me to the movies. We didn't even watch the whole movie. So get your hand off my thigh type of ordeal. And he was very like apologetic but it also put things into perspective for me like oh oh that's what you thought okay cool so when I talked to my mom after that she's just like hey let me tell you something and most of the time when my mom is about to give me some gems it starts with let me tell you something you don't ever go on a first date with a man or a guy that you don't know at night you know why because they can't see you they're supposed to be trying to see you, what you look like. You need to see him. You need to see what he looks like. So going on a first date to a dark movie theater at nine at night is not okay, ever. And, you know, she wasn't saying that because she was my mom. She's also saying that because just her experience as a woman. And it's super, super important to just be mindful of those type of things. Because when you go out with a man or when you go out with the interest or a woman or anyone at 9 p.m. at night there's not many things that are open okay so keeping that in mind I just always carried that with me into my 20s as far as first dates so nine times out of ten if you go out with a guy at five or six or maybe even seven when daylight is still out and you guys have a good time, have dinner, and you head back home at a decent hour. There's not going to be the pressure of a nightcap. You know why? Because he can still get back home at a decent time as well. And I also want to say, just because a boy takes you out, shows you a good time, you know, spends money on you, you're worth it. Your time is worth it. So don't feel like you have to have sex or you have to, you know, pay him back in any type of way that you're not ready for that you're not wanting to do um I definitely thank my mom for teaching me that and I carry that with me so sex on a first date is a no for me hard pass the next poll that I had was should a man pay every time y'all go on a date so this uh poll did really 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 good I mean I got a lot a lot a lot of responses and a lot of participation so the question was again should a man pay every time y'all go on a date 14% said yes and 86% said nah now this poll got over a hundred participants um in it so I can't quite remember the number but I mean yeah like 80 
something or 90 something people said no and then what 20 somewhere between 15 and 20 people said yes so a lot of people felt very very strongly a lot of people agreed on the fact that no a man should not pay for every date and I agree I agree to a certain extent um, some of the explanations for why people voted yes um, though they were not many but a lot of people were saying yes simply because, I mean, a guy sh should pay for every date. Um, most of the guys who responded said it as, there's no exception. If I ask you on a date, I'm paying for it. Um, some people said, if I ask you out and I see us going somewhere, from a woman's perspective, she said she wouldn't mind, but the guy should pay uh, most of the time. If it's the first date, yes, he should pay. And that was just pretty much what everyone was saying in regards to like why he should pay. But the question was, should he pay every time y'all go on dates? So you really have to think about it like this. This question was not for should a man pay every time you go on a date. Like as a woman, every time you're going on a date, whether it's with the same guy or with if, if it's with different guys, are you ever paying? So a lot of girls who voted yes, the man should pay on every date, they're probably thinking of like when they're dating more than one person or when they're just, you know, dating. Um, the people who said no, I think they really did take the question into account for every time y'all go on a date. So it's speaking of you and another person actively dating, actively seeing each other, will he be coming out of pocket every time y'all hang out, every time y'all chill, every time y'all go out? No, I don't think he should. I think it really says something about the woman. Um, when you're really interested in somebody and you really like somebody, you as a woman, you shouldn't want to have him pay every single time. Like, girl, treat your man. Because what if he doesn't have it sometimes? And now what, he broke? What if he can't fit the bill? Or is it that you can't fit the bill and you have an expectation of being treated every time you go out? Some people who voted no, they said, it was one guy said, I just refuse to pay every time we go out. It should be 50-50. Um, another person who said 50-50 is, it's okay to treat your man sometimes. Another person, if you really like him, you shouldn't want to break his pockets. That's what I'm talking about. Another person, it's all about balance and that's where I stand on that um, one person said people talk highly about equality therefore act upon it equality for the dates like boy hush from a woman's perspective and someone who I'm not gonna lie I'm gonna be completely honest with y'all I have gone on dates just for the the heck of it like all right you want to take me to get a free meal sign me up for that but it's like now I've gotten to the point where my mind is on so many other things like the bag that I can't afford to waste my time just because. But I also look at it like I wouldn't want to go out with somebody just for the sake of going out with them and then me having to pay. Um, it's to me feels like I'm paying to be in your presence, which is something that I didn't really want to do in the first place. So it's just like it's not worth my money and it's not worth my time. Um, so therefore... I'm not going to even waste my time doing things like that. I'm not going to go out with people for the heck of it. We get to a certain age where it's like, all right, no. Now, if it's something I want to do and something I'm interested in and you just so happen to want to do it too, that's fine. And that's what I call an outing. 
okay? An outing, not a date, baby, an outing. So I wanted to go out. For example, I wanted to go to Juicy Crab. And you wanted to go out too. And we set up to go out together. That's not a date, all right? A date is when we make plans together. We reach out like, hey, I want to spend some time with you. Are you free during this time? And I'm happy, I happen to be free. You happen to be free. And we make that happen. And we do that. And it's just very mutual. Like, I want to spend time with you. You want to spend time with me. And there's that. So I don't mind paying for that because I got more than just the meal out of it. I got more than just a movie out of it. I got to spend some time with you. And I wanted to do this with you. So it's that type of energy. It just really depends on the way you feel about a person. But I do want to be perfectly clear that if I ever go out with you and it's something that I wanted to do and you just so happen to ask me, did I want to do that? Or I've expressed that I wanted to do that and you want to do it too. That's an outing, baby. That's not a date. All right. All right. So those were the two polls that I did. I thank everybody for participating and getting political with me. Um, I look forward to doing so many more of those on my Instagram story because the feedback is just so good. And y'all really be opening my eyes to like, oh, wow, is that what people are thinking nowadays? So um, I just look forward to doing many more of those. Moving on, speak my piece. I got to speak my piece on two things that have been just heavily discussed in my social pool um, and just on social media, retrograde. So let me tell y'all something about retrograde. I don't know if you guys have never heard of it or if you're not familiar with it, but um, retrograde is when Mercury, essentially, um, is driving in reverse, basically. Retrograde took place between July 26th in August 19th. So we fresh out of retrograde, guys. During this time, like I said, Mercury is driving in reverse. Um, it can cause a lot of things, a lot of miscommunications, a lot of um, just stirring up of drama, signals, and things like traveling or scheduling um, discrepancies it can cause. So during this time, I don't know if you guys noticed, between July 26th and August 19th, you may have been experiencing some crazy things. I know I did my research on mine um, pertaining to my Zodiac, and I'm not really, really, really big on horoscopes. Actually, I'm not big on horoscopes at all. I don't read my horoscope. I don't follow my horoscope, but I did do my research on retrograde and as it relates to the Scorpio and it had to, a lot to say about just my my career and um, the things that were going on with my co-workers because there had been I kid you not a lot of drama going on during that time and I was like whoa I remember I found myself just like really really sad really really confused and just like not knowing what to do so I looked up my um, retrograde results or what have you. And I was just like, whoa, that's what's going on. Okay, cool. So if you're a Scorpio, I'm going to read the message that was put. And I want to give a shout out to Elle Magazine because you guys helped me find this. So um, with the Scorpio, it says, keep it profesh, Scorpio. 
Messenger Mercury backing up through your career zone. You don't want to stray away from company policies or push the envelope too far between now, which was July 25th, and August 19th. Clashes with colleagues could get heated, so do your part to de-escalate when you feel your tempers start to flare. So I did that, and I honestly, um, that day when I first researched this, I had had a really, really rough day with my coworkers, and I was like, yo, how is this so accurate? It goes on to say, you know, just kind of chill on looking for a job, because I, I was sending my resume here and there, honey. Just told me, you know, just take a break from that and definitely take into account what the message was saying to me and the fact that it's during retrograde. So I did, and now that retrograde is over, a lot of different opportunities have, you know, opened up for me career-wise. I don't know. I definitely feel like that message applied to me and it, it was very somewhat accurate to what I was going through. So if you guys um, want to, you can always just look up your zodiac in regards to Mercury being in retrograde. Other than that, the second half to my Speak My Peace has to do with the Nicki Minaj and Travis Scott drama, okay? First of all, if you know me, you know that I really do, really, really, really do love Travis Scott. But I also like Nicki Minaj, and I've been a fan of Nicki Minaj since I was in high school. And, you know, I went to my first concert that I ever went to was a Nicki Minaj concert. And it just really saddens me with the things that she's, you know, going through and the things that she's doing. So I happened to look up <laughs> Nicki Minaj's um, Zodiac in regards to retrograde. So she's a Sagittarius, and it says... Sagittarius, you shouldn't pour another round of truth serum. On the average day, you've already prone to foot and mouth disease, but with retrograde mercury moonwalking through your candid nine house, you should do major damage with those unfiltered remarks. Now, <laughs> if you guys have been following the things that Nicki Minaj has been saying about Travis Scott or saying about different artists, this entire summer you know with the release of her album and just the record sales and all that type of stuff it's like whoa she definitely upped the ante with her foot in the mouth disease like she has really been she's really been saying a bunch of unnecessary things and just making us I know making me not like her like there's no reason to attack um this young man for simply getting his coins honey getting his coins. So what? He's selling CDs with his merch. You better start selling wigs with yours. I mean, come on, sis. Start, do the same thing. If anything, she has millions, millions, millions of fans and millions of people who attack others, which I think is bullying, first of all, and comments. Like, there's so many barbs and Ken barbs in the world. And you're going to be mad at us for wanting to go to Astro World, Girl, please. So I just really feel like with that, Nikki is a sore loser. Because I do love her at heart and I do know every single last word to Pink Friday. The moment that she made it about accolades. Because y'all know Nicki Minaj is, she's the number one this. And she's the top this. And she's the most charted this. And she's like, she, honey, the list goes on and on. She's made history already. 
And the moment that she made her entire career about that, that's when she just lost sight of everything. So I would say this, Nikki, before, um, because you do need to go on a little hiatus, but more than anything, try to regain focus. What's your message? What's your message to your fans? Are you encouraging them to finish school? Are you encouraging them to vote? Are you encouraging them to know their worth, their value? Or are you encouraging popping pills? Are you always making things about your body and about the quality of your vagina? Is that your message? I don't know, but who can make sense of it all anyways? So that's my feels on the retrograde and the Nicki Minaj and Travis Scott beef, I guess. But beef, this isn't it. Um, This is very one-sided because Travis hasn't said anything but what's y'all cash out? Now it's time for a little sispiration. A sispiration is a positive female influencer, change maker, and good Samaritan whose actions motivate others to make a difference in society. This episode's sispiration is Ms. Haley Neely. Haley is the founder and principal planner at Haley Neely Weddings and Events, a full-service wedding and event planning company based in Atlanta. She was born and raised in Chicago. She would describe herself as a creative at heart, lover of love, comfort food, dynamic shapes, Aisha Curry, and most importantly, mojitos. She's a self-professed professional big sister, and she enjoys the simple things. I first met Haley a couple years ago, and and I absolutely love her. She's a true inspiration to me and many others. She's a go-getter, an entrepreneur, a class act, and a inspiration. So thank you, Haley, for all that you do, and you are appreciated. Before I go, guys, I want to wrap things up with words of wellness. These words of wellness came from a sermon I heard from my pastor, and they are, God is more interested in our character than our comfort. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other and make good choices.